What better time to talk recruiting than right now as we are ahead of a June official visit season? And hey, who better to talk to than with Brian Smith, recruiting expert of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you so much for kicking off your day with us here at Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white, five days a week. And I'm going to stop talking because this is a very exciting episode. We have recruiting expert of the Locked on Podcast Network, Brian Smith, making his debut on Locked on Spartans. Uh, we have been just beating the brakes off of this guy on the Locked on Podcast Network. We are thrilled to have him on our show here because this is a big month coming up in June. But before we get into that, Brian, how, how you doing, man? I should be a good guest and at least ask you how you're doing. Well, I live in Central Florida and I see sunshine and alligators every day. I'm good. I'm good. That's a, <laughs> That's a beautiful, beautiful place to be right now. Um, Brian, Michigan State right now for the 2024 class is not in such a beautiful place. Uh, This is going to be great for all of our listeners to get like an outsider perspective. You know, they they hear me talk about the class a lot. Get a little nervous because right now there's almost as many people on this call as there is in the 2024 class for Michigan State. I see you there. (laughs) it's not good, but there's a lot of time left before signing day. <laughs> Brian, when is it time to start getting nervous about Michigan State only having three kids in their class? Of course, there's a June official visit season. They're not going to end their class with just three kids, but is it time to get a little worried or is there still time left? Well, that's a two-parter. Number one, they've okay. done a good job of recruiting some big-name kids. The thing with that is, regardless, and we'll talk about like David Stone here in a little bit, a lot of those kids tend to decide early if they really know where they want to go. Well, a lot of the kids they want aren't in that boat. So if you put all your eggs in the big boy basket, you could get held to a really big boom at the end that you don't like because you got to get some kids around them in the meantime. Not everybody's going to be a four or five star. Sure. Uh, Even Alabama doesn't take all four or five stars. So they need to get some of the, you know, the traditional Midwest kids, Indiana, Chicago, Northern Ohio, and of course the state of Michigan. And they just haven't had as many this year. It's a bit odd. Now, I do have a theory on that. Part okay. of it is, you know, they went to the portal. So I'm guessing some of the kids wanted to see how spring ball worked out with all these portal kids. I don't blame them. So that's something they're battling against is their own success. They get a lot of good players in the portal. And the other part is they need to do a little better than they did last year. They had, you know, Thorne transferred, et cetera. There's just some uncertainty. So I think the middle of June – we should do another podcast and say, well, compared yep. to May 23rd, as it is today, where does Michigan State stand? We'll know a lot because by then there'll be a lot of movement, not only on who visited, but more visits will be set. And there should be a few commitments, too. And it's you know no secret that maybe some momentum has been lost as far as the juice goes around Michigan State football. From just like the recruiting expert like yourself's perspective, is that all just predicated on wins and losses, you know, that they were five and seven last year? Is it that other programs are on the rise? Or what do you think the biggest reason for a slip in momentum is for Michigan State? I think it's last season. Um, yeah, that easy. Yeah. I, I mean, they were really good the year before. And of course, a certain running back. Holy moly. He was okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, he was really okay for Seattle last year, too. So. Sure. <laughs> 
um, watching him in the NFL kind of kind of spelled that out. But I just think that it's like, okay, what are we getting? People are just in flux. Yeah. Coaches, recruits, parents, anybody that visits them, like, what are we going to get? So, but at the, at the same time, like they have a, a corner uh, from Tennessee, uh, Thompson committed. He's a really good player. He can play in the SEC. Yep. So it's a little bit of, of both sides. And I just think they have to take the visits now, these kids, and see if they want to go to play for the Spartans. It's, it is the great unknown, if you will. Yeah, so that makes the next question a little hard then because, well, how do they regain momentum? And that is like the half-million-dollar question. I mean, there's a position at Michigan State for you if you have a good answer probably in the recruiting department. But, like, one one thing I always rely on is that, like, well, there's continuity with some of the coaching staff. They really didn't get rid of a lot of coaches from last year. And maybe that's something that kids can gravitate to is knowing that their assistant position coach will be there. Do you think there's a lot of stock to put in that, or is there something else that you could throw out there for – rebuilding momentum i think they need a dude to commit um that's yeah. it doesn't matter the school in question it could be georgia everybody goes through quote unquote a wall and recruit it's just it's sure. inevitable these things are cyclical even within a very specific month within a recruiting cycle uh yeah. oregon's hot right now next week it could be florida the week after that it could be north carolina so you have to recruit every day, kind of like coaches tell kids, hey, every rep, every snap, every chance to learn is a chance to get better or you're not. Uh, Saban talks about that a lot, et cetera. They just need somebody to come. It would be really good, and I don't know which kid it would be necessarily, if they could get a homegrown kid to pick the Spartans that had a Michigan offer or had a Penn State offer or a Ohio State offer, something that says, hey, we're still here, we're still battling. Um, that's the easy answer, but I don't, you know, when's that going to be? Yeah. It's just yeah. like, that. that's not easy to like when the Buckeyes want a player, especially a receiver, good luck. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. So you need to win some of those battles. If you're going to beat them on the gridiron though, that's why you recruit. Yeah. Who's it going to be? They need the Messiah to kind of lead them through at least for a few weeks. And then once sure. you get into visits, it kind of takes care of itself. So let's just start get, getting into the individual players here. And there's one name that kind of captivated Spartan Nation last week. I mean, it, look, we've all had our eyes on him long before the saga last week. This is Zadavion Sims. All right. He's a four-star defensive lineman, if you guys don't know who we're talking about. But, hey, last Saturday, commits to Oregon. But the day before that, locks in an official visit to Michigan State for June 2nd. Uh, Brian, my, my question for this is, huh? Wait, what? <laughs> like, what? What's going on here exactly with uh, Mr. Sims uh, down in Oklahoma here? <laughs> I live in Florida where the word commitment means I'm taking five official visits. Yep. So this is nothing <laughs> okay. unusual to me. I, I just think this is a North Texas kid that's overwhelmed. He okay. kind of had planned to make a decision, and he's probably still not ready, even though he thought he was going to be. Sure. Well, I think Oregon's the leader. Yes, I do. Do I think they're definitively the team to beat? That's debatable. I actually did a podcast with the Oregon guy. The last show I did told him the same thing. I would be surprised if he didn't take multiple visits beyond the Ducks, Michigan sure. State obviously being the first. So he's a kid. I've, I've been around him. You talk about an athlete. I get why everybody's offering him. He looks like somebody wants to look like. He's 6'3", 275, and he's put together. You, you can't have enough of those kids. Nobody's going to stop recruiting him. Are you kidding me? Do you think right, Michigan exactly. State really cares? <laughs> no. Probably so not. <laughs> it, let's be realistic. Recruiting ends 
on National Signing Day. Before then, a commitment is just who's leading. That's it. Fair enough. Yeah, we preach a lot of that on this show. Uh, God, it, it even feels like sometimes, even after National Signing Day, it's like, well, is that ink really dry? Like, uh, how sure are we about that, about that letter of intent over there? But yeah, it, it's fascinating. Uh, someone reached out, you know, during this whole saga, the whole, okay, book an official visit, commit to another school. What do you think the the idea is here? And I just threw out that, like, well, maybe it's that he can go to other schools with an actual, like, serious number for NIL. Am I be a little too curmudgeon about NIL, or is that something that you really do see with recruiting of guys committing somewhere, being able to carry an actual real number to other schools, or am I just a, a little too ahead of my skis there with NIL? That is a really touchy subject because there's a lot it of is, denial yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> right. It, it's at some point it's going to end badly for somebody. I don't know sure. who it's going to be. I think it has. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's inevitable, but. Certain kids are in different situations. Yep. You know, financially, if you need something for your family, do you really blame the guy? You know 100%. what I mean? I, I get it. Yep. So kids make decisions. And then oftentimes a parent or a handler, I hate that word, but it's true, says, look, if you go to school X, we can get you X number of dollars. And it changes the recruitment. There's a couple of that are right now going on that are on a whole nother level uh, in the 23 and 24 classes. So until the yep. NCAA actually has some teeth and they, there's no way around it. They have to slap somebody with a wash of scholarships for it to matter. There's just, there's no friendly here. Uh, giving somebody no visits for a coach off campus, they don't care. It's got to be a loss of scholarships. So yep. it does matter though, because certain kids, we're talking six figures for some of these kids, oh, yeah. big six figures. Oh, so yeah. so it, it changes recruitments. Absolutely. We'll see. And we're going to get more into individual players here. A good friend of Zadavian Sims, David Stone, we'll get into him. Jamari Howard, the receivers that are visiting in June. But first, sorry, Brian, I hate to kick you off right now, but just need to talk all your ears off about bird dog shorts. It is a life-changing start to the summer for me when I got my bird dogs package in the mail. Two pairs of wonderful shorts. They got the liner on the inside. I've never owned shorts like this. Compression shorts built into these bad boys. Not only do they look great, not only are they versatile, you can golf, you can go to your job interview, then you could swing by a nice little dinner date, and then, hey, go swim in a pool, all in the same pair of shorts, all in the same day. Not only can you do all that, but you just feel incredible in these bad boys, the nice amount of snugness. So, Hey, if you are on the fence of whether you should go get those bird dog shorts, whether you should spring for them or the pants, God, those look pretty snazzy too, do so. But don't do so without going to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And when you enter promo code locked on college, that's all one word locked on college, they're going to throw you this free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler. I've been drinking out of it all day so far with every order. Again, guys, birddogs.com slash locked on college, promo code locked on college. Go get yourself some bird dogs. And let's get Brian Smith back into the mix here. Bring in somewhat of good news here uh, for Michigan State recruiting. We're not totally out of the Sims thing, and any news is good news these days in <laughs> East Lansing here. Um, we'll see if that keeps going here because, look, highest on the Christmas list for Michigan State fans, Michigan State staff, probably the teammates, anyone that wears green and white, David Stone, five-star kid, uh, top 10 kid in the nation, has been around Michigan State. God, he's I think he's visited Michigan State more times in the last year than I have, personally. And uh, so, But there's a lot of other schools in the mix. He could take his pick here. 
How do you read the whole David Stone situation? A kid that right now just has one official visit booked to Oklahoma, but a lot of time left on the clock. So how do you dice this one up? I've interviewed him. I don't even know how many times. I live pretty close to IMG where he goes to school. Okay. But he is from Oklahoma, and he, he grew up about 30 minutes from Norman. Sure. So with that being said, people say, oh, he said his Oklahoma visit first. Well, I asked him about it. And mm. this is hilarious, but he has so many schools still in the mix. A bunch of the schools all want him to visit like the same weekend. Okay. So the only one, like Oklahoma, he told me was flat out the only one that wanted him to visit June 16th. So he just booked it. Okay. It was bizarre. Sure. <laughs> he was laughing about it, but he's like, somebody's going to have to figure this out because I can't be in one, one place at a time. Michigan State yeah. was one of those because I asked specifically, okay. what about Michigan State? He says, yeah, the, like them in Oregon and a couple others are trying to get me the same weekend. So he just hasn't figured it out. The yeah. bigger and more important note for David, he still communicates a lot with, with State, is that he originally told me in March that he wanted to try at least to figure this out before the end of the summer, before IMG went into fall camp. So he could just, you know, play football. Okay. And uh, he's pretty good at that, by the way. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, just... <laughs> <laughs> he, he was really good the other night when we saw him at the spring game for IMG, too. But anyway, he told me that, you know, he goes, that was the plan. But I could just tell you, he's kind of looking up at the sky, and I'm like, it's not happening. Okay. He, he's, okay. he's got too many schools. Miami, Florida, Oklahoma, Michigan State, Oregon, and others are still trying to get visits, and he can't even get his visit lined up. So barring somebody just totally blowing him away, yeah. and I don't even know which one it'll be, and neither does David from talking to him on and off the record, it's just keep recruiting him and figure it out. But again, like I mentioned earlier, he's a kid that is going to be a late deal. You have to have backup plans. That's why you recruit Sims and other kids too. Yeah. If you get him, it's a great, great thing. But right now, if I had to pick a school, I'd pick Oklahoma, but that's just like throwing it out there because it's just the easy one to say he's from Oklahoma. He doesn't know where he's going. So sure. we'll have to wait and see. But uh, Stone is is just trying to fit, fit in all his visits in June and kind of go from there. Do you think that kind of helps Michigan State? Because it, it seemed like the momentum was swinging to the Spartans early. And then as of late, you know, you see a bunch of these crystal balls or rivals predictions going to Oklahoma. But if if we're buying more time on this calendar here, like you think it helps Michigan State at all, or am I just you know kind of in la la land over here being a little too rosy? No, I don't think that's out of the question. Visits are everything, man. Michigan yeah, State has gotcha. several guys on their staff that are good recruiters, and they get kids on campus, and they like them or they don't. Well, you pointed out how many times has he visited? So like four or something like that. I can't. I can't it's even remember. It's a handful. Yeah, it, it's it's been quite a bit. Especially you think he would really year. come back if he didn't like it? You know, it, it's right. got a new project, so they're in the mix. He needs to see something from him this fall, and he probably needs to have somebody like coming in with him on the court. Something's got to be a niche, and that that goes for any school. It could be Oklahoma, it could be Miami, it could be whatever. So, which school finds that niche that gives him comfort? Because. He's very happy with the way many staffs are recruiting him. There has to okay. be something to separate, though, because at the end of the day, there can only be one. Well, hopefully he's really great pals with Zadavian Sims. And just reschedule that visit to June 2nd. See, I just fixed all the problems right there. How how hard was that? So hire me, Mel Tucker. Um, all right, let's move on to another defensive player. Hey, this was a, a Michigan State legend until he decommitted. Of course, we're talking top 150 or top 200 recruit, depending on what site you look at, Jamari Howard. Defensive back out of Florida. He announces he his decommitment. This was after like weeks, if not months, of it being rumored that he's kind of on his way out of that commitment anyway. Hey, he's visiting in June. Woo! So it's not over yet, but 
as I said, after he decommitted, like I, I'm also still waiting for my family dog to get home from the summer farm. Like, I, it, is that the kind of the correct way to look at it? I, I have a hard time believing that we're still truly in the Jamari Howard sweepstakes, unless you have some great optimistic news for me here. <laughs> well, I, I know him. I've seen him play a handful of times, and yeah. he's not a kid that's really worried about recruiting. He's got all the okay. offers in the world. This could be a signing day deal. If he committed hypothetically to Florida tomorrow, I could care less. Okay. Fair. He's a South Florida kid, and it's not even possible to explain to another Floridian, let alone somebody who lives in Michigan. Sure. Uh, committed doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it just doesn't. So you got to recruit him until yeah. he signs. Uh, Michigan State getting him back on campus is the only thing they can do. So yeah. that's a positive trend. But uh, the Florida schools are involved. He could end up at Florida State or Florida. I mean, if Georgia or somebody really went, it wouldn't shock me. This kid's length, his speed, and his athleticism are elite. In my opinion, he would start at Michigan State before his freshman year's out. He's a dude. So gotcha. they're going to have to battle. Uh, it's, that's that's going to be a late decision. It's not a bad uh, arguing point here. It's like, hey, when you step on campus, we're going to outfit you with cleats immediately, and you're starting from day one. Because, uh, yeah, you know, Lord knows that defensive back can use some help here. So uh, how about the guys going against the defensive backs, the receivers here? Now Michigan State hasn't gotten the greatest news in the receiver department this offseason. We saw Jerry Bernard Lee. We saw this guy named Keon Coleman. He left with, hey, maybe this June with Nick Marsh, Quasi Gilmer, Jordan Ross, Bronte Johnson – all four-star kids rated inside the top 300. They are visiting in the month of June. This is asking a lot to like land all four of these kids. It's also not a reality, but uh, amongst the four kids, do you see any of them like leaning towards Michigan State the most here? Or how do you just dissect this group of four kids that are going to be visiting next month here? I look at it from two parts. Number one, you got a couple of California kids. Yes. That's not an easy sell for like, because yeah. every school that calls recruiting is like, you realize it's going to be icy and snowy. For four or five months of the year, right? A tad, and that, yeah. <laughs> and it's true. You know, I'm a Midwest guy. It's not friendly for California kids. Yeah. So I think those two will be the hardest to get. Bronte is, you know, he's from Fort Wayne. He's used to it. Right. Of course, Marsh is, is a Michigan kid. So I think they're more realistic long-term. I don't care what they say right now. I'm from Indiana originally. I know California and Florida kids always talk up Big Ten schools early. Then they visit. It, it can go a lot of directions. Same thing with California kids. Um, that being stated, like Marsh to me, he's been committed before is the most important. They need, again, they got to get somebody in state. That's a dude. Yeah. There's, there's a political yep. statement with recruiting. Mm -hmm. uh, Bronte's a dude too. I mean, he has NFL sure. talent. Of course. Um, I think he has the most upside of that group, but I just don't know, like his recruitment is all over the map. So I, if I had to guess it'd be Ohio state, but uh, okay, I'm not, I'm not real confident with that. And he's from the state I grew up in. So um, my intel on the other kids is you better have a knockout visit. Yeah. Both of them are dudes. They can play. They can really run. Quasi's a kid I'm pretty familiar with. He he played with California Power. Uh, one of my buddies is on that staff. Okay. But, you know, he he's a kid that could probably play anywhere in the Pac-12, anywhere in the Big 12, wherever he wants to go, maybe a little closer home. So if Michigan State gets him on campus, they have to hit a 10 out of 10 there. And Ross, same kind of deal. Um, sure. If they can get two of those kids, hypothetically, or two receivers on that, it can change your program again. And receiver is the cool position. And yeah. Michigan State needs to be able to throw the ball better. So it, it's a lot of weight on them to get at least one, if not two of those kids. 
Yeah, you're bang on with the Nick Marsh thing, bringing like the conversation full circle. You just need to get a dude. I mean, maybe I'm very biased here, but like, I can't believe he's only a four star. Like any tape you see of him, like he's mossing every single player that he goes up against. It's he's a grown man in, in a almost senior in high schooler's body. So, yeah, that'd be nice to grab two of those guys. Yeah, really quick. So Bronte Johnson, like tough to get a read on this early in the game, but oh, Ohio yeah. State possibly leading. Is that what you're kind of feeling? That's that's the rumor and what I've been told, okay. but. He hasn't taken the business. That's a kid I think that could be very, very easily influenced. And he's a hooper. Okay. So, oh, okay. Gotcha. I mean, he, he he can hoop. So gotcha. if somebody said you could at least contribute, does that impact it? I mean, it's not like Michigan State's struggling in basketball. They've always had a great program. So yeah, right. maybe that's something that, you know, maybe Izzo can help. I don't know. But there's needs to be a niche, just like with these other kids. If it's going to come down to the wire, what can we do that they don't? That's really what it comes down to in winning football games and winning recruiting battles and for football recruits. That's how Michigan State kind of sweetened the pot for Keon Coleman back when they were recruiting him. It was like, hey, we got this nice little basketball program that you could have a jersey and, uh, you know, play a few games in before he decided, uh, you know what, pro football is my, my line here. Um, so, yeah, that's – I mean, Brian, I'd love to have you back on. Uh, I hope hopefully this conversation was as fun for you as it was for me and all the listeners as well. Is there anything else you want to add before we let you go and just enjoy the rest of your week as a free man here? Yeah, well, the one thing is be patient. June second really? is the first. Uh, I, I I can't. I don't think I can. <laughs> it's it's tough. Well, I mean, June second isn't even this week. You know what I mean? It's, I know. I know. And it's just the start. Um, most of the recruiting news will happen between like June twenty sixth, give or take, and about July tenth. It'll be refresh. refresh. Sure. Refresh. I mean, like literally, some of us. I mean, uh, because we're just we know about a kid's committed or what when are you gonna put it out so we can put the article out? Michigan State's gonna be in a bunch of those battles, you know, Bronte Johnson or somebody yeah. else. You just gotta wait. Just gotta wait. Yep. How how crazy is June compared to like right before signing day for recruiting experts like you? Is it like on par or is there a pretty steep drop off between signing day and like it used to be that the two weeks prior to signing day, back in like the eighties and nineties, everybody visited last weekend of November okay. through the middle of December. It was everybody. You'd have 25 kids on a visit for Michigan State, Notre Dame, Michigan. Like all the Big Ten schools, the kids kind of rotated around plus Notre Dame. Now there'll be like three in December because everybody's already decided. It's all June, man. It is just hammer. And then a few kids will take those game day visits, you know, like Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa, Iowa State, those kind of games. I'll go to those. But about 80% of the visits are done in June. There we go. Well, hey, hopefully you get to enjoy at least some of your summer. If not, hey, sun's always shining down in Central Florida where he is. So, no, Brian, really cannot uh, thank you enough and appreciate all the insight and the time that you've offered us here. Uh, Everyone else, too, watching, listening, thank you guys so much. Again, Locked on Spartans, you know we will be back with any news that breaks. And sorry to say, but, Brian, we are going to drag you back on here eventually in June at least one more time. So, until then, hey, enjoy your week. And everyone else, enjoy the rest of your week as well. Love you all. Go Green.